The room is relationships. The room is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about? The room is different cookie cutter、mm-hmm. from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to the Room Minute, the podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room, one minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. Oh hi, Craig. Welcome, Craig. I don't know why I talk to Craig. He doesn't. He's not real. Hi, Craig. Just, yeah, just start every show. <laughs> oh hi, Craig. <laughs> Some listeners be like, "Who the hell is Craig? <laughs> why does he never speak?" <laughs> Oh hi, Allison. Oh hi, Rob. Oh hi, listeners. We're here to talk about minute twenty-six, in which things get silly. Silly. Minute twenty-five was drunky. Minute twenty-six is silly, and then minute twenty-seven. Spoiler alert: get a little naky. Yeah. And for the record, I'll start with the behind-the-scenes detail. This is the scene where Sandy Shaclair directed Tommy to kiss Juliet on the cheek. And the kiss that actually happened involved so much tongue that Shakir threatened to chopped off Tommy's tongue if he saw it again. On that note, <laughs> now they they have eaten their pizza. We fade to later in the scene.、Uh, they've eaten the pizza. They have drunk. Vodka bottle is empty, so they've had a lot to drink now. They've run out of tab because you can see like they're drinking. It's just vodka now. Yeah, it's just vodka now. Oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe we're just weird podcasters, but like, it feels like you can't have a drink and pizza and not be like, "Hey, we should put a movie on." You know, like, <laughs> yeah. And then the other, and then your partner's like, "No, let's talk about your day." No, let's put a movie on. <laughs> to watch a movie, they'd have to move furniture again, and I don't think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll the move the behind a chair. It's fine. We'll move the couch. I'd rather just watch a movie. I don't want to talk about my day at the bank. That's her daily workout: is moving the furniture around. Yeah. Since her job is not going well, she just moves furniture. <laughs> just moves furniture. That's her backup. I'll just be. I'll go into moving. If you can't right, watch a movie today, the TV's hidden. No, I, I, so yeah, that's actually a good question, right? She does not work. She has a job involving、okay. computers and、okay. clients. She、uh-huh. apparently works from home, but it is not going well.、Mm. That's all we know. Okay. All right. So、oh, that sounds like my job. <laughs> is it going well, Sean? Is everything all right?、Mm. It could be better, but I, you know, I, I work with computers, and sometimes I work from home. And、uh, anyway, how's your anyway, work life, Sean? <laughs> anyway, so I like, Drink you、up. know, so so speaking of <laughs> speaking of work life, like so, I work on projects, and the projects span sometimes years, and there's lots of different things involved and people, and so you'll have a project manager who comes in and says, "Well, let's we'll break this down into a series of steps, and you know, smaller." Pieces that you can bite off, you know, one at a time, and then you have a checklist, and you go through and you check off these things as they get done. And sometimes that results in the project getting done and things go well, and sometimes not. Sometimes people concentrate on just checking the boxes and they lose sight of the larger goal. And I think we see a lot of that this minute, where You know, if you just read this on paper, it sounds like they're checking a lot of good filmmaking boxes, and particularly showing, not telling. 
but it's the way they check those boxes. Like, <laughs> oh, we need to show a passage of time. Well, here's like half-eaten pieces of pizza and an empty yeah. liquor bottle. So, like, yeah. time must have passed. And we need to show that they're intoxicated. Put a tie on somebody's head. You know, it's like, well, okay, <laughs> yes, technically you've met the requirements. You've shown us you haven't told us. But at the same time, I just I wonder how um, the, the quality – I mean, in one sense, I, you know, we definitely know time has passed, half yes. eaten pizza, empty liquor bottle and so forth. But on the other hand, it's so, I don't know, is it heavy handed? Is it like too obvious? Is it too showy? Have they gone too far into doing what, again, on paper, this is what they're supposed to be doing on paper. This should be, this should be a good scene. This should be effective. And it's. it comes out a little silly in my opinion. Well, what's the alternative that we watch them drink? <laughs> for multiple minutes. We watch them drink and we watch them eat. Well, yeah. I, one alternative is they get a better pizza and they finish it. We <laughs> see a lot of like half-eaten pieces. And it's not even – it doesn't even look like it's all crust. Like I, you no. know people that won't finish the whole piece where it's like, well, if you got a decent pizza, then you'd be able to eat the whole thing. Yeah. But some of it, particularly on Lisa's plate, there's like triangles. Like, did she eat the crust first? Like, is she eating these pieces backwards and then leaving the inside triangle? And that's the part of the pizza that's left it's over. Like, it's, like, it's like she ate the pizza slice at a weird angle. Like, yeah. she didn't eat it with the point going into her mouth. She ate it like going at it from a side right. angle. She's eating, she's eating pizza. That's how evil she is. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying she's eating pizza like a serial killer. That's the, like that's the clue that she's she's the bad guy because she's eating. Time has passed. The window now it's dark outside, so that's fine. That's that shorthand for time has passed. Also good. I just I think it's weird to have them sit down when they start drinking, and then I'm trying to figure out, like why are they standing? I figure, I wonder <laughs> why are they standing for then her to just fall back down. Like I feel like we needed yeah I think we needed one shot of them somewhere else in the room slowly getting more drunk. Like maybe you know like he's. She's sitting on the couch, but maybe cut to another angle. And he's like on the floor, like mm-hmm. cross-legged or something, like laughing back up at her or something. Dave, or... they had two cameras hooked on one rig. You can't just move that around. <laughs> no, you're right. I'm sorry. That's a, yeah. Lisa can. We're Lisa lucky we get a pan up. Lisa straight at me. <laughs> yeah, Lisa could, but she's drunk right now. So yeah, and then we do see. Um, in this minute, so we, you know, we talked yesterday or two days ago or last minute, we talked about how Lisa <laughs> is forcing alcohol on Tommy and, and maybe that's not our Johnny. And then we see like definitely this minute, like second, what, 1920 or no, before that, we, we definitely see like 15, 16 second. We definitely see Johnny's drinking problem. <laughs> and that, as much as anything else, led to my drinking problem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fans of, uh, the movie Airplane, airplane will yes. get that joke, yeah. <laughs> I think definitely you. has a drinking problem. I just got that good, good, good point. Honestly, yeah, I couldn't stand. I, if I ate, if I did this much drinking and carb loading, I couldn't sit, stand, talk, walk, move. I just die on the couch, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm getting old, man. I had I had huevos rancheros before this with coffee, and mm. I'm still just like, ah, oh, I am full and I'm slouchy. In front of the mic, I'm like, oh, I'd be sweating if it wasn't for the AC. I'm just, I'm just. Yeah, are they? Are, are they getting ready to run a, a marathon? It's like, okay, we got this doughy pizza with vodka, a side of French fries, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, so, you know, baked potato. 
It's getting worse. I do like one, uh, like drunk thing they do. It's like nine, ten seconds in. When they take a drink, their glasses hit each other. Mm-hmm. And it almost feels like they didn't even do it on purpose, but it kind of works. It's like the, the glass hits and the, as they're drinking. Yeah, like, like maybe there was good, like, like somebody had the idea for a moment to do a toast, but yeah. it didn't connect with the other person, but luckily the, the glasses were close that it, it gets pulled off. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess maybe I personally want a transition of him either taking his jacket off or her putting the tie on. Cause yeah, it's, it's always just, yeah, it's just shorthand for like, they're having fun. It's like, so, I, I've never seen yeah, it happen live. Some. At no party have I ever seen it live, like someone, you know, put the tie on their, their neck, like they're, like a bandana. What, and imagine this transition if he had gone forward with doing this as a stage play. It'd be like fade down the lights. <laughs> He throws his jacket off, and she grabs his tie and puts it on her head. Fade, and then lights come up. And like, okay, all right. Well, as a play, I mean, with I'm thinking with actual actors acting. How rude! You could pull it off. They're, 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 yeah, like the yeah. stage play. You're allowed. You you give people a lot because it's because like, there's no editing. You know, you have yeah. to work with things. So yeah, moving the couch around, this and that. That's fine. Like as a play, like you your brain and you allow the the artists to like experiment with the stage and do some crazy things. But with a movie, it's like, no, you had the time and the money to to make this plot go from A to B smoothly. It's my job just to watch it. You put the camera there, you put the transitions there, and you're making me feel uncomfortable both with your writing and with your directing. <laughs> and your acting. And, and your yeah, <laughs> you lighting. That's me, that's another thing is like the 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 lamp is the only good piece of mood lighting. I think like maybe I want it to be a little bit more moody in the room. It just it seems like there's too much bright white light on top of them. Yeah, it's the whole room stays well. well if you gave me a little bit more orange light or a little bit lower light, like something as if like the 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 fireplace was on or something, then it, I would think it would I would think I would I would feel more comfortable with. That would also make for a nice transition visually like we not just darker outside but we cut to a half-eaten pizza, empty bottle, and they're sitting by the fireplace. Yeah. And, th- and it's, it's fine. Like, this doesn't have to be a real fireplace. Like, plenty of people have fake electric fireplaces. Yeah. That's fine. If you just showed me, like, a fake electric thing with a, with a, with, with the fake logs and stuff, I would still get the vibe is that these people want to have a romantic evening and they're, you know, just trying to drink their, their, their shitty day away. I'm okay with it. You know, there's just simple things that, like, I think if you got a nice bra- brainstorming session, you really could have Really good ideas to to set a scene better rather than just be like oh the you know the still we have a lot of white bright lighting on them as if there's like an IKEA lamp like right on top of them that's what it feels like to they're me. sloppy drunk and yeah. he's like rocking back and forth you know and like spilling his drink in my transcript we get one of my favorite lines by Johnny because it says ha 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 ah ha 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 mmm you have nice legs Lisa ha. Which okay. is a great all right. Yeah, alright, so here we are. We're at the, we're at the, the legs to pecs, yeah. Yeah. And I have that as a note, like this minute is another great example of, you know, laughter as dialogue. Yeah. And I also think the dialogue works better than the script here. Like, you have nice pecs in the script, she's up next to him, like touching him, and it's, it feels kind of creepy. Here it's like, she's just laughing and having a good time. I mean, it's not, she can't even see his pecs right now. Yeah. Right. Well, it's almost like she's, she's 
mocking him. Like it makes sense because she's got a skirt on. Like he she, he can see her legs. Yeah, she yeah. can't see his pecs. So when he says, "Yeah, you have nice legs, Lisa." You have nice legs, Lisa. <laughs> she's like, "Oh, what does he have?" To and then he comes back. Oh, you have nice pecs. Like you have nice pecs. <laughs> Nothing he has that I can see is nice. So pex, pex, <laughs> right? So yeah, she's yeah, it, yeah. I mean, if she said yeah, nice hair or something like that, something we could see. But now it's like the way it is. She's yeah, she's just mocking him. She's toying with her prey before she kills him. I'm I'm single, ladies. But like, <laughs> I just feel like I just don't feel like couples. Do this kind of conversation where they, or do, I don't know, I don't know, where they go like, hey, you know what, you got, I don't know, you got nice legs, you got nice back. It just feels, it just, it just definitely feels like the, you know, a guy was writing it and being like, yeah, ladies like when they get their legs complimented, and dudes, we all know we got great pecs. <laughs> I can just hear Tommy writing it like, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It sounds more like a one night stand thing to comment on her legs. Yes, yes, it definitely feels like they've known each other for five to seven years. Yeah, five to seven years. Yeah, exactly. This definitely feels like more like we went to the hotel room and you're like, I need the short end compliments to see if we can get you know some action tonight. And that's what you say, like, oh, we got what surface level compliments, but you know. And after you have nice pecs, we get Johnny's one of his more famous lines because they copy it in the Disaster Artist. I'm tired, I'm wasted, I love you, darling. Before we comment on the line, though, in the script, she says, you've never been wasted, make love to me, Johnny. Come on, you owe me one. Okay, all right. right. (laughs) Another inappropriate line that even in 2003, I'm thinking that was not appropriate. Just like how- we, we did learn why why uh, Mark owes her one because she helped save his life, but I don't know why Tommy owes her one or how that works. Relationship together. Come on, make love to me. Oh. Come on, you owe me one. The way she says, "Come on, make love to me, you owe me," is the way like I try to get people to play a Battlestar Galactic. <laughs> Come on, man! Like I went to your cousin's birthday and like it was, and they and they and they didn't even have cake. Like you owe me a game of Battlestar right now, and that's what it feels like. It's like I want to come on, like just or or even 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 more realistic. How they say it is like, all right, look, can you take out the trash? Come on, you owe me. Like that's it's it's yeah. that it's that kind of like, come on, take out the trash. Like I did it last week. <laughs> and as far as we know, this is only the next day from when they already had sex last night, and she had sex today with someone else. So it's weird that. She thinks something is owed. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, that's. Uh... I think I, I don't know. Maybe better writing and direction is. I mean, obviously, Lisa's not a good character. Um, but just maybe that's. I mean, outside the fact that she's having an affair, I mean, but it's just like I don't know. If you wanted to get them to have the sex, I feel like it would be better if she just kind of. I don't. At this point, just jump on. Just jump on him. Like just. Mm-hmm. You know, like like what she does later in this minute, like just do that more. Just rather than her like lying there saying like, "Come on, just hey, come, come on, on. come on, well, do well, it." Well, come on, make love to me is is not horrible. Like that's a decent line. It's just the it's the you owe me part that's oh. weird. Come on, you yeah. owe me one. Yeah, it just oh. feels so ch- ch- chore like. It just it just sounds how yeah how it's just said so chore like it's. Yeah. Supposed to be something intimate a couple has, and it's just 
it's made it sound like it, yeah, it's a chore. Like, well, all right, we had the yeah, pizza uh, and the vodka. I guess we. <laughs> all right, you know, make love. You know, I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, you oh well, you know. I owe you one. She brought the vodka, so I gotta bring the penis. I owe her one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a life I live. I mean, it just doesn't bode well for. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it, it, you know, I don't know. Every relationship's different. If it works for a consenting couple, I guess you know, just. To my mind, the way my relationship works with my significant other, this kind of, this scorekeeping doesn't jive with me. Like, <laughs> I owe you, you owe me. I'm like, yeah, you know, we just, you know, we're together. We're not keeping score like that, but that's me. You know, I guess other people may be different. You owe me one. Come on, you owe me one. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's second 40 when she's trying to, you know, get his arm around her and, you know, she rips open his shirt to expose his hex. It's just, it's just yeah, bland. It's just bland, textureless white skin under his shirt. <laughs> He's so pasty. Yeah, it's just so pasty. It's just like the sun has not seen this chest in years. <laughs> like, oh, well, he might be a vampire. So, no, nah, it checks out. That checks out. It checks out. Yeah, and then they kiss. And then, oh, then, yeah, you, I mean, you could talk more about the kissing, but it just, it looks like they're both trying to, they're treating each other's mouths like it's stuffed crust. <laughs> well, and, you know, he, he is, he is from New Orleans, so it's not like there's a lot of sun there, you know, in, in Louisiana, so I guess that checks out. I, well, I just wanted to back up a bit. We kind of skipped over, like, second 2021. <laughs> The uh, the outstanding foley work with the glass that Johnny oh, drops. Yes, there's now that broken just... glass and plates somewhere on the floor right now. <laughs> this is the it's this I think it's the same sound effect from Groundhog Day when the waiter drops an entire tray of plates. It's the same sound as this one single glass dropping on a rug. We gotta, we gotta get the guys in the back. Oh, just put that anywhere. <laughs> I, I will insert that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put that anywhere. Yeah, good job. Put that anywhere, yeah. God, now, now imagine Phil Connors is neighbors to these people and every day he has to see them have awkward pizza sex. No, oh, he'll, he's like, he'll explain teach to Rita. Them to do it better. He's just like, yeah, in about 10 seconds, he's just going to drop a glass, and she's going to ask him to make love to her. <laughs> Rita's like, why are you telling me this, Phil? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he owes her one. He owes her one. No he's going to rip open that. his shirt, and you're going to see the pastiest chest you've ever seen. <laughs> Three, two, In a few minutes, in a few minutes, Mark's going to take you away from me. Like you're tearing me apart. It checks out. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, you were you were about to say something, Robert? Well, I was just going to move forward into uh, notes from midnight screening. Circles back to some of the. Yeah, because yeah, the the last ten seconds of this minute are just. You know, there's Lisa and Johnny kissing with just the most uncomfortable Foley work I think yes. I've ever had to sit through. Mmm. 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 
Notes from a midnight screening. This minute starts with scattered no's from the audience. People, they're trying, they wanted to stop. Like, no, no, no. And then one of the first times, I think it's the first time that the audience deliberately gets ahead of the movie. Before Johnny drops his glass, someone says, no, don't drop your glass. And then he does. Everyone in the audience says, you have nice pecs, along with Lisa. And everyone has to say, I'm tired, I'm wasted, I love you, darling. And when they say, you owe me one, oh, owe you for what? <laughs> and then Dave, you were already ahead of the last from a midnight screening when they're kissing. We get the om, 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 om. Yeah, it's just that's the, that is like you know if I muted it and you're like, what do you think sound? Make the sound and someone would go, it's a it's a big om, it's a big yeah. om. It's got it's, like, it's got it's real. Like deep. You take a a big bite of that pizza. That's what you're yeah. getting. Yeah, yeah, you go. Oh, it's just it's just bread. It's just bread. There's no sauce or cheese. We should have seen them eating the pizza like that first. To oh that. god, trying to make me lose my lunch. <laughs> Or go like, uh, what is it, Hot Shots, where they have the scene where they're eating the food while they're making out. Wait, explain explain the, what you were saying with the behind the scenes with the kissing again. Explain this one to me. The, when they were kissing in this scene, it, um, okay. the kiss on the couch, I think it was. Sandy Chaclair, he is officially credited only as the script supervisor. Okay. But he, he has a book called Yes, I Directed the Room. He okay. claims he was the one who did the actual job of director on the mm-hmm. set until the last day. Is that and it was is it because Tommy is considered director? Is that why? Yes. It, okay. And as producer, Tommy gets to decide where the credits go because it was a union film. Uh-huh. And so Tommy credited himself with director and still claims that he directed it. But in the scene, he tells Tommy to kiss Juliet on the cheek. And then the kiss that actually happened, like Tommy just went in. This was one of the first days of shooting. And he just goes in with tongue. And Chaclair told him, never do that again. And he threatened to chop his tongue off if he ever saw it again. <laughs> And oddly enough, Tommy kept him working. <laughs> I mean, like, and she must, the actress, right? What, what, what was her, did she say anything about these scenes? Uh, she actually doesn't comment specifically on much of this that I've seen. Okay. I think I've seen one interview with her, and she didn't get specific stuff like that. She right. probably blacked it out. Yeah, she's like, I, yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She, yeah, she doesn't want to remember. She was Check more traumatized own. by the, the last day of shooting, and so she does, probably doesn't even remember this. What? We'll yeah, get to the last of- day of shooting next minute. Oh, oh! I see. That's when Sandy yeah. Chaclair had quit because he didn't oh. want to film that. Oh, I see. I see. I see everything now. Yeah, he he told Tommy, uh, "Oh, it's usual thing in Hollywood to save all the sex scenes the last, like the end of shooting, so that you have a lot of chemistry." With when he his plan, he says, was he was going to quit before they ever filmed it. God. <laughs> so he quit. The, he quit the day before they filmed that. I mean, if he was going to quit, why did he want to stay on that long? I guess. Just for he, a job? It was kind of an automatic job because he was part of the package deal with Burns and Sawyer, where okay. they got all the equipment and where they filmed, set up the mm-hmm. set. They got kind of a package deal where different crew members came in, and he and the, I think it was the first DP, basically saw as what they saw part of the script, were like, oh my god, we have to see this happen. <laughs> so and, they were like, this is a train wreck, let's get on. Yes. <laughs> let's okay. get on. <laughs> and and Sandy Chaclair, his book is kind of annoying because he's a bit of a dick as like a narrator of his own story. Mm. But his basic story is that yeah, he knew it was horrible and he just wanted to be 
part of making sure it went the worst possible way along along the way. Interesting. It's like he's like, I want to. It's a bad story. Can I sabotage it more? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, let Tommy I, make this as bad as possible. I will make sure we have it in the game, like in frame. I definitely want to. I definitely need. A, I need. That's what it is. I don't want a Seth Rogen movie. What I want is like I want a combined documentary of like all these track, like all these, uh, yeah, the pieces of Greg's story, this guy's story, like mm-hmm. any. I just want it all combined. Like, well, I don't, if Room Full of Spoons ever comes out, it may be that. But what is that, that now? It's a documentary about this that got caught up in the courts because Tommy sued them because they had a lot of clips from the film without permission, uh-huh. and he basically. Even though he would never win the lawsuit, it was just enough to keep them out of film uh, festivals. Uh-huh. And so it got delayed. They have now won their court case, but I haven't heard anything. Interesting. Any- okay. I yeah, I definitely, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. Because I said, I did, you know, I'll get I'll around and watch a Disaster Artist, but I feel like that was more of like entertainment first, yeah. Yeah. knowledge second. Yeah. And I was like, no, but if there's a documentary about what happened and why this movie got like so oh, yeah. bad, I will watch that in a heartbeat. Yeah, like Best Worst Movie is a great documentary on, we've talked about it in the show, about Troll 2. Uh, there's, mm. I forget the title, but uh, Joe Doraski's Dune is a good documentary about a movie that never happened. Not for mm-hmm. bad filmmaking, just over budget. Yeah. Other issues. I mean, Joe God, I mean, I mean, he gets, he, his stuff was heady. I mean, I've, I remember watching it in high school, like, somebody's like, yo, man, we gotta watch El Topo. I'm like, what's that? And, you know, cut to me watching El Topo. I'm like, this is crazy. This is, this is insane. Have you guys ever seen that? Many years. No, ago. I haven't seen El Topo. Man, yeah. it's like it looks like a western at first glance. Like you think it's like going to be like you know, um, uh, like the man with no name, and then it gets so head trippy. Next thing you know, there's like Buddhist uh, little people in a town, and like someone's lighting themselves on fire, and there's like weird cult stuff in the in the in the in the desert, and I don't know, man. I don't have to tell you. <laughs> Whole bunch of nonsense. I'm trying to find the title. There's one on the the Val Kilmer Island of Dr. Moreau that is a great documentary too because that one was just set was just a horror show. Oh, I with Oh, I yeah. That is yeah, that is a a crazy movie and then the behind the scenes stories are even crazier. Um yeah, there's there's a definite vibe to the disaster artist that um well, and they they kind of open in the beginning like these are it's it's made by people that appreciate yeah. the film. So I can definitely see like a documentary giving you some other points of view on the room. Right. Whereas the guy who made Room Full of Spoons was sort of doing the opposite and he was trying to do like an expose thing where he went and found Tommy's family, mm. allegedly, in mm-hmm. like Poland. Right. And Tommy doesn't like to talk about the fact he's originally from somewhere other than New Orleans. Okay. He always says he's from New Orleans and even though he has admitted he says that because he grew up there but he didn't like that this guy went and found stuff he didn't approve of and yeah. then used scenes from the movie and he's like well i can sue you over the scenes from the movie I'm going to oh god i mean yeah that's because yeah it's just like yeah disaster artists is clearly they got tommy on their side and they're making it with his like you know mission he's like in the press like oh it's so good yeah you know it's it's they're you know they're having fun so they get to make the movie but it's like yeah i want to see that i want to see the dirt yeah, I want to see the real the real version of the end of the Disaster Artist movie. He didn't embrace the audience laughter on that first screening. Oh. That took time. That was probably, that's like a soul-searching moment for Tommy Wiseau where he had to realize that his movie was not being accepted 
So he, so that's what it is. he thought people were going to be like, oh wow, what a strong story. Like that's what he's expecting. He was trying to do a Tennessee Williams, like worthy play. Uh-huh. And then, and then it became a movie, but he still thought he was doing, it was Tennessee Williams. It's going to be amazing. Love it. Moved. And then they're laughing and I imagine it was so much worse in that moment when however, whatever he did at the actual first screen. Yeah. I get, yeah, I get you now. Yeah. Cause yeah. But they have to compress it for the disaster artist because you want it in one walks out. They have a talk. He recognizes, oh, I'll accept whatever they mm-hmm. take, whatever they'll give. God, what a, what a time to be alive to, to, to see this all just come about. <laughs> I, oh, I wish I had known at the time. Should have been I remember the billboards and I thought it was like some weird yeah. horror film and I had no idea. If I'd had an idea, I may have tried to go see it when I was in LA. That first time. Oh man, yeah, it's just it's just so funny that we we got to live in a time where this this movie happened and all this nonsense. <laughs> yeah, we, we lived yeah, through. We it. What a time to I, be alive! I, 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 was, I was just uh, <laughs> you know I was just thinking about that. I was like you know you could be you could have been born in a pre-civilization Babylonian mud pit, throwing rocks and stones <laughs> and like dying of dysentery, but no, we got to we got to be born to see these see these crazy times. Yeah. Now, Sean and Dave, if the listeners want to hear more of you outside this show, where can they do so? Uh, sure, yeah. So I, uh, I work on, uh, I work on a, a comedy superhero film, uh, Mystery Men, at my podcast, Five Minutes of Mystery. And we talk about all the fun things of Champion City. And, you know, I think that, like, I think, you know, 20 years later, I think the, the Mystery Men really had some interesting stuff to talk about with, uh, superhero films that I, I hope people, uh, check out, you know, now that we've kind of done, we're almost we're we're past this big hump of the Marvel universe, and before the next the next you know phase starts up, I think it'd be great if people kind of went back and the same thing how the Pat uh, that Patrick H Williams he talks about the Schumacher Batman's recently. It's like yeah, let's go back just now that we've seen all what comic book movies can be now, go back to like what it was like in the late '90s where it was just kind of like still a wild west of like trying stuff out. Sean, yeah, no, I just uh, do that. Yeah, so um. Well, I have a site. Uh, I have a website, catandshawn.org, and it's C-A-T, cat, and Sean, S-E-A-N, dot org, and I link to all my various podcast stuff. So if you go there, you'll um, there's a link to my guest appearance on 5 Minutes of Mystery, where I talked about the 1999 superhero classic, Mystery Men. Um, there's also links to my appearance on this podcast. Um, minutes four, five, and six, my first time around. And it's also got links to uh, some other stuff. If you like Groundhog Day or This is Spinal Tap or uh, some holiday movies, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Scrooge, and all that kind of fun stuff. So, um, yeah, check that out. So, catandshawn.org. And then, uh, you know, click the links. But it's not wrong when people make it fun of the project. In this case, The Room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening. And remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. In about five seconds, Johnny's going to drop a class. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay? Okay, that's enough. What about me? Johnny. Do you know me too? Cut.